What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your host, the one and only Maya, back with a new episode for you on the Just Being God podcast, where we're here to talk about our walk with God, the good, the tough, the ugly, the real. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at underscore, underscore, just me and God. That is at underscore, underscore, just me and God. You already know what I'm going to ask you to do. Go ahead and copy the link on whatever platform you're hearing this episode from and send it to one to two people that you feel need to be encouraged. Got to share the podcast. Got to get the word out there. And while you're at it, please be sure to leave a rating and a review about the podcast. And if you are on YouTube, hit that like button. All of this is going to help to get the podcast out to more listeners and more viewers. And of course, God bless you to those who have already done so. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right, so let's jump into it, shall we? Today's episode is titled, Where Do You Stand? Part one, because there's so much to talk about that I can't talk about it all in one episode. We'd be sitting here talking for hours, right? And a lot of the stuff I'm just really passionate about. So we're going to go with part one for today. Now, why is it titled, Where Do You Stand? It's titled this because of many reasons. One being, there's a lot of nonsense going on in the church right now. Right. There are a lot of things that I've been seeing. It's just sad, disheartening. A lot of it is blasphemy, to be completely honest with you. But um, it's, it's just really sad to see the direction that the church of God is going in. Um, and, you know, there's this little meme that go, that's been going around saying if Paul was here to see the Church of America today, he would write a very strong letter. Paul would probably write a couple of letters, to be frank, like, there's a lot of nonsense that's been going on. It's going to take more than one letter to get it all rebuked and corrected, right? So, you know, there are things like too much compromise going on. There's not supposed to be any compromise, and we'll talk about that later. There is no compromise to the things of God. However, yet the church is compromising. Christians are compromising. We have lukewarm Christians, and I get it. I used to be one of those lukewarm Christians, and we'll talk about why being lukewarm is not really Christianity at the end of the day, right? Um but these are things that are going on. And honestly, we're going to make it very clear today where I stand. <laughs> and I hope that it encourages you, you know, to make the right decisions for God. Because where I stand is a representation of this podcast, which God so graciously blessed me with the opportunity to host his podcast. And so I have to make it very clear where the podcast stands on certain things, right? Um, a lot of. I feel like a lot of the churches nowadays aren't really speaking their stance clear on the things of God. There's a lot of, oh, well, maybe I could have done this. Maybe God could have done this. Maybe God could have done. No, God did what he did, and he said what he said in his word. And you can't change it, and you can't manipulate it to fit your, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? To fit what works for you. That's not how it works, right? Um, we can't just live life according to how we feel, right? If we just lived life according to how we feel, there would be lawlessness everywhere. Let's be real, right? And so, you know, this topic is going to be in several parts because, like I said, there's just so much to cover. There's lots to cover, and we're going to keep it real. And I'm just going to keep you, give you a warning. Straight up, it's going to rattle some feathers. It's definitely going to rattle some feathers. Um, and it's not going to be easy for some of you to hear this, right? But please know that if you are listening, I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm saying these things because I want you to be the best Christian that you can be, right? I want to see you make heaven. And I don't want you to be misled by what's going on 
in today's society, especially with the Christian community. Um, so yes, it's going to rattle some feathers and I'm not apologizing for what I'm going to say on this podcast. Um, everything that's going to be said can be backed up biblically in the Bible. And so, you know, there's that we have to go back to the Bible, y'all. We have to go back to the Bible, taking it for what it is and applying that to our lives. We cannot just say, see the Bible and say, "Mm, well, that doesn't fit my, you know, my personality, that just doesn't fit my vibe. And so I'm just going to ignore that part and do this part. That's not how Christianity works. It is not. So we're going to jump into it. And as we get through this, I really want you to ask yourself, where do you stand? Like ask yourself, hey, where do I stand? Am I with God or am I with the world? Am I on God's side of the fence or am I on the world's side of the fence? Right? And the world being the enemy. So are you on God's side or are you on the enemy side? Ask yourself that as we're going through this episode. Um, so we're going to have three anchor scriptures. The first one is from James chapter 4, verses 17. It says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Knowing what you're supposed to do as a Christian and not doing it is a sin, period. Right? Um, second scripture, Revelation chapter three, verses 15 to 16. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Ooh. So God is telling you right there, you know what I'm saying? Like to be out here being a lukewarm Christian, it's not doing you any favors trying to conform Christianity to Christianity to the world. Because at the end of the day, God is going to spit you out of his mouth. He is not going to claim you. And that's the reality of it. Um, and so that's why we can't have lukewarm Christianity out here. We need to be either for God. You're either for God or you're against God, right? And that leads to the next, the, the third scripture, <laughs> Luke chapter 11, verses 23 is very clear. It says, whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather, gather with me scatters. So you're either with God or you're not. You can't say, oh yeah, I'm with God on this, but I'm not with God on that because you're basically saying you're not with God. Right. And that's why being lukewarm You're basically saying, I'm not with you, God. I just want to claim Christianity. It's too many people out here claiming Christianity and not living righteously. And that's the problem. Because there's people doing that, it affects others who are trying to be Christians. Because now you're misleading them. Um, But I'm not going to get into that. I'm real passionate about that one, but we're not going to get into that right now. Now, um, really ask yourself, what side of the fence are you on, right? Or are you standing on the fence, Because again, we just read in this scripture, to stand on the fence means you will be treated as somebody who is against God. Why? Why would you be treated like someone who's against God? Because there is no compromise. Hear me loud and clear, ladies and gentlemen. There is no compromise about what is of God and what is not of God. You have to choose a side. I was meeting with some friends this weekend, and one of my homegirls, shout out to her because I know she's probably going to hear this episode, um, she said something. She said that there is a war between good and evil, and she's absolutely right. There is a war between good and evil, both in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm, and it is up to you to decide what side you are on. 
Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm on God's side. That's the winning side. We're going to have victory, right? Um, I'm not on the other side. I used to be on the other side. It's not good over there. It's not nice over there. It's nasty over there. And it's depressing over there. Let's be real. <laughs> I'd rather be on God's side, right? Um, so yeah, you have to choose a, you have to choose a side. What side are you on? Ask yourself that. Um, so now let's jump into it. You already know I gotta bring some definitions for y'all. So what is sin? Because sin is what really causes you to go from being on God's side to the ways of to the enemy side, right? Um, and yes, we're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God, but some of y'all are out here intentionally sinning and claiming to be Christians. That's not Christianity. Do not take God's mercy or his grace for granted. It's disrespectful. It is. Um, so what is sin? Sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression of divine law. So what is transgression? Transgression is an offense, an act that goes against a law. So the Bible does tell us exactly what the sins are. Honestly, I feel like the list is super long. Um, and a lot of people are like, what is the right thing to do? What is the sin? Read the Bible. The Bible tells you exactly what the sins are, what the wrong things to do are, what the right things to do are. So I'm going to give you a list of scriptures. Um, am I going to go through all the scriptures? I'm not going to read them all. But... I did, I do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven scriptures that I'm going to give you. And your job is to go and read those scriptures. But from these scriptures, I gathered a list of sins found in the Bible. And I know that there are way more out there, right? But I'm going to tell you what I have gathered so far. Now, the scriptures are Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19. Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 10. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 20 to 21. And Romans chapter 12, verse 11. And again, there are so many more. But honestly, if you take the time to read those scriptures, you will notice that certain things come up very often. Like, I don't know how many times sexual immorality comes up is a sin. <laughs> Look, the Bible is very clear on where it stands with that, and we're going to get into it. Um, so, the list of sins that I have gathered. Evil thoughts. Lying. Theft. Murder. Lust. Covetting. Wickedness. Deceit. Swindling sensuality, envy, slander, revilers, pride, foolishness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, enmity, strife, dissension, division, drunkenness, sexual immorality, impurity, Orgies, adultery, 
homosexuality, greed, gluttony, laziness, knowing what is right and not doing it, and lawlessness. Though that's just some of what I have gathered from reading several scriptures. And the things that fall under sexual immorality, those things are repeated so many times in the Bible. I don't even think I threw fornication in there. Fornication is a sin as well. It is a sin. We're not going to pretend like it's not just because you see baby and them doing it. But they're Christians, though. They are fornicating. It doesn't make it right. It is a sin. And lawlessness is a sin. Now, what is lawlessness? Lawlessness is a state of disorder due to a disregard of the law. Remember we said that transgression was an offense and an act that goes against the law. So basically, lawlessness is transgression of the divine law, which is a sin. So sin is a sin. Sin is sin. (laughs) There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Sin is a sin. If it's in the Bible and it says that we are not to do it, it is a sin. Again, I just went through that list. I could go through it again, but I'm sure some of you are going to run this back. And please, I do want you to go and read the scripture and make sure that everything that I have said today, I want you to see that everything that has been listed as a sin is in the Bible. Sin is a sin, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot just conform it to fit the society today, to fit what we feel, to fit, to fit you know, what we want to do. You cannot conform sin. It is very clear, crystal clear, black and white. It is sin. Sin is sin. So ask yourself, where do you stand in regards to the sins that are identified in the Bible? Where do you stand? Right? In today's society, we're all for love, except when someone doesn't agree with your lifestyle. Right? Like, you're all for love. But the minute somebody speaks against what you're doing, now they hate you all of a sudden. You don't think that they're loving. So now you're showing hate towards them. What happened to love? The Bible doesn't call us to agree or tolerate sin, but it calls us to love everyone, right? And you must understand that you can love someone and not agree with how they live their life. You can love someone and not support their lifestyle. After all, (laughs) y'all have friends that you say that you love, but you don't support their businesses, but you say that you love them. Does it make you a hateful person because you don't support what your friend is doing? You don't support their business? No. So why is it that Christians feel that they have to conform on what God makes clear as a sin out of the sake of loving everybody? Because you love someone, you should want to correct them to be the best that they can be. You should want to correct them to be who they are called to be. Loving someone doesn't mean you just shut a blind eye to the things that they're doing. And that's the problem. Y'all want to be loved and liked by everybody, so now you're conforming the things of the Bible out of the sake of loving everybody. 
parents love their children and they discipline them all the time. Does that mean that they hate their kids? No, it means they love them so much that they want them to act with decorum. They want them to have morals. They don't want them out here embarrassing themselves. They don't want them out here embarrassing the parents. But as Christians out here embarrassing God, y'all are embarrassing. And yes, I'm passionate about this because honestly, I used to be one of those Christians. Oh, well, you know, it's a sin, but it's okay. No, it's not okay. The Bible is very clear on what those sins are. You know where I'm going with this. And again, I have friends who do partake in these activities. That doesn't mean I don't love them. I love all my friends. Anyone that I call a friend, anybody that I know that is dear to me, I love you. But the Bible is the Bible, and I'm not going to conform or change what the Bible says to fit your life. It doesn't mean I don't love you. Again, y'all have friends that you love, but you don't support their business. And you don't go out here throwing hate towards them. You don't go saying, oh, well, you hate me because you aren't supporting my business. But why is it that when we don't, when someone doesn't support the lifestyle that you are choosing to live, that goes against the Bible, now it's that they hate you? No. And that's the problem. Y'all don't want to speak on the Bible because you care too much about what people think about you. And you want to be loved by the world, but that's not how Christianity works you are absolutely going to be hated by the world. It actually says it in the Bible. I should have put the scripture on here, but maybe in the next, the part two episode, we'll talk about that. But you actually are going to be hated by the world. That's expected as a Christian. It is expected. The only person that I personally care about pleasing, the only person that I care about if they like me or love me or accept me is God. Straight up. That's it. I'm trying to make it to heaven. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what y'all are doing, but I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I'm doing what it takes to get to heaven, right? And I would honestly love it if y'all could come with me too. I would love it if y'all could come with me too. But it takes accountability. It takes repentance. It takes conviction. Some of you are going to hear this podcast and get offended and get defensive. And think that I am trying to down talk. No, I'm not. I love you dearly. I hope that it convicts you to do the right things and to make the right changes for your life so that you can make it to heaven and we can rejoice in heaven and celebrate and praise God together. But if you want to get defensive, amen. Those who want to see will see. Those who want to hear will hear. All I can do is talk about what is in the Bible. And that's what I'm going to do because it's very clear. In this day and age, sin is becoming way too openly accepted by Christians. You don't see other religions compromising on their beliefs. You don't see other religions compromising on their morals and their laws, but yet Christians are always ready to compromise. Yes, God loves us. And yes, God wants us to love everybody. But he also calls us to rebuke and correct our brothers and sisters. The Bible is very clear on what is right and wrong, y'all. There is no in-between, and you can't tell God, oh, well, maybe you should have put it in between. No, it's right or wrong. Three scriptures for you to reference. James chapter 5, verses 19 to 20. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. 
First Timothy chapter five, verse 20. I'm not going to sit here and read all these scriptures because y'all, this podcast will, I'm telling you, we'll be sitting here talking and this is just part one. We'll be sitting here talking for over an hour. So I want you to go and read those scriptures. The Bible is very clear on what is right and wrong, y'all. Now, the one sin, like I said before, that I saw repeated so many times, <laughs> so many times when I was doing this study on this, was sexual immorality. What falls under that category? Fornication is sexual immorality. Homosexuality is sexual immorality. Adultery. Adultery. Gosh, that word is such a tongue tie. It is a sexual it is sexual immorality. Incest is sexual immorality. Rape is sexual immorality. To engage in these means that you are committing a sin. You are sinning. Sin is a sin. Remember we said that. Right? Just like a spade is a spade. Let's call it what it is. You don't see a spade and say, oh, that's an upside down heart. If you're playing spades and you have a, um, and you have spades in your deck, in your book, you say, oh, well, I have some upside down hearts. No, you say the spade is a spade. No, I got some upside down hearts, right? I got the um, ace of upside down hearts. Sweetheart, it's the ace of spades. A spade is a spade, right? Um, and in this society, it's an, it's becoming entirely too common to engage in fornication and homosexuality. And I get it. I've engaged in both of those activities before. And I thank God because I'm delivered, right? But that, again, was when I was standing on the fence. And you realize to call yourself a Christian and stand on the fence is to be against God. We, are, we already talked about that scripture. You're either with God or you're against him. I knew that those things were wrong, but I did them anyway because I thought that freedom meant I can engage in whatever sinful activities that I could engage in without any repercussion. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. The Bible is very clear on what is wrong and what is right. I cannot call this God's podcast and keep silent about what is right and wrong. I simply will not do it. So I know some of y'all saw this episode coming a long time ago. A is here. Take it or leave it. But the truth remains the same. I Again, I cannot call this God's podcast if I don't make a stand and keep silent about what is right and what is wrong. I know many people who participate and engage in fornication. It is wrong. I know many people who engage in homosexuality. And it is wrong. I know many people who engage in adultery. It is wrong. The Bible clearly states that these things are sins, but for some reason we are so quick to overlook it and turn a blind eye because we don't want to come off as hateful. It is not hateful to state facts from the Bible. How is that hate? I love you, so I'm telling you what the Bible says because a lot of y'all don't want to go and read it for yourself. You just want to get all your knowledge from, from social media and from other people, from TikTok. You don't want to go read the Bible. That's why I gave y'all scriptures. I gave y'all scriptures to go back and reference. We would much rather feed our flesh when we're supposed to die to our flesh daily and pick up the cross. 
(laughs) Just because I don't agree with or support your lifestyle does not mean that I hate you. I want to make that very, very clear. I love you. And I will speak on this because I love you. If you are a listener and you listen to Just Me and God, the podcast, I love you. And I'm speaking on this because I love you. And I'm not going to argue, okay? Because I already know the comments that are going to come from this. I Bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. I am not going to argue with y'all about what is in the Bible. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And y'all like to come up with these things that, that fit your narrative, that fit your lifestyle, that fit how you feel. And you want to argue with somebody. The Bible is the Bible. It doesn't change. The word doesn't change. God's word does not change. It remains the same. It remains the same. I tried to modify it to fit my life. I really did for years. I tried to modify the Bible so much to fit my life, and it did not work. It does not work that way. It wasn't made to work that way. (laughs) The Bible is very clear on righteousness, on what righteousness is and what unrighteousness is. So I want you to ask yourself, where do you stand? Where do you stand? We've got the hot topic of abortion lately. And I hope YouTube doesn't try to flag my video for saying that word, but it's a hot topic. And if you read Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, You will know that we were formed. God knew us before we were even formed in our mother's wombs, right? So to kill a life when you know that God (laughs) knew you before you were created in your mother's womb is, in fact, murder. And honestly, I remember some years ago, probably like nine nine or eight years ago, um, I had a friend who was in a relationship I'm not going to her business out here but she ended up getting pregnant and myself and another friend of hers we were all friends we convinced her to get an abortion and she did and it backfired so badly but I remember some years passed by and I felt so bad about guiding or encouraging my friend to make such a decision and do such a thing when I knew that I really didn't believe in that I had to go to her and literally apologize to her. Like, I literally reached out to her years later, and I was like, I'm so sorry that I encouraged you to do such a thing. It was extremely wrong of me, and I don't even believe in that. This was years ago. It's not right. Yes, we have freedom of the body, but freedom does not mean freedom to unalive a fetus. Freedom is not freedom to unalive a fetus. And I'm saying unalive because I can't say the other word. They're going to flag my account. Whether you believe it or not, it is a fetus. I don't care how small it is. I don't care. What if your parents decided to just unalive you simply because they didn't want you? You wouldn't even be here. Right? Y'all have these iPhones. What if Steve Jobs' parents decide to unalive him? What would we be using right now? You know? Like, you have to think about these things. (laughs) 
the the decision to to end life is not in your hands. And yeah, it's a hot topic. I get it. Again, I was on the other side of this. Me and my friends would joke about this. Like, oh yeah, girl, you get pregnant. I'm taking you straight to the clinic. Like, we used to joke about stuff like this. It is not, it's not funny. Haha, ha, it's not funny. It's haha ha weird, actually. And it's not right. And we're not going to pretend that it's right. The Bible says that we are not to... Gosh, I wish I could say this word, but I can't, so I have to keep saying unalive. We are not to unalive innocent lives. Unaliving innocent lives is murder. So unaliving a fetus that is innocent, that hasn't even done any wrong, or not even entered this earth yet, is murder. We're going to call a spade a spade. So ask yourself, where do you stand? Let's not even get into witchcraft, because y'all, I'm going to have a whole nother episode and trust I actually plan on bringing my sister on for that because, oh, she's going to let y'all have it with this witchcraft stuff. Every time I open my eyes, witchcraft this, witchcraft that. You cannot serve God and the world at the same time. You cannot serve God and the world at the same time. It's always ancestor this, zodiac sign that, crystals this, sage that, tarot reading this, manifesting that. It's all witchcraft, and it is not biblical. It is not. It's not. You're playing with demons. And take it from somebody who was born in Nigeria. You go back home, witchcraft, witchcraft is very clear. They make it very clear that, it is, that witchcraft is going on and that it is evil. It's only here in America where y'all, the one thing that I hate seeing, the hate that I hate seeing, that I have been seeing lately, is, oh, well, y'all let the colonizers brainwash y'all into thinking that African religion was witchcraft. Baby, if you go back home to Africa, they will tell you that witchcraft is witchcraft. They're not going to tell you that there's anything good that comes out of that. So I don't know where y'all get that narrative from, but y'all need to just stop it. It's a dangerous game to play. You're literally playing with demons and spirits that are not of God. Y'all think it's child play. You want to call it new age. New age Christianity. What in the world is new age Christianity? Baby, Christianity doesn't change. Christianity is Christianity. What is new age Christianity? The wildest thing I heard recently was Christian witches. What? Y'all, I literally came across the video that said Christian witches and my mouth was on the floor. I was like, what? Oh, y'all don't fear God. Y'all don't fear God at all. It is blasphemy, actually. It's blasphemy and it is wrong. My family and I, we spent over four hours... (laughs) Over four hours breaking generational curses and trauma from ancestral witchcraft and idolatry. Over four hours. Yet y'all are sitting here playing with idols and altars. Playing with witchcraft. Spirit said this. Ancestor said that. Stop it. Stop it. It's cool. It sounds cool to say now. <laughs> 
It sounds cool to say now until you're dealing with serious spiritual warfare. Come on, y'all. And let's not even get into talking about Christians and sorority and fraternities. I recently denounced the sorority that I was a part of because my eyes were open to see that it was not a place for me to be, and I should have never even done that. And it will be discussed in a different episode. I'm not going to get into it in this episode because, honestly, I could go on and on. We could go on and on about this stuff, but the truth remains the same. It doesn't change. So ask yourself, where do you stand? Again, people are not going to like this. (laughs) I know people are going to hear this and not like it. I don't care. It's in the Bible. Hey, I'm listen, especially that sorority fraternity life stuff. I could give you scriptures for days, but I'm going to save that for another episode. Because we're going to talk about it and I'm going to go in. But the truth remains the same. And because there's too many Christians that are too, that are so wishy-washy, compromising on the things of God, you're leading other Christians astray. You're leading other Christians to do the wrong thing. It is misleading. And it is not right. It is not. Greed and gluttony, two sins that people love to overlook, but they always participate in. Some of you are so money hungry, it is ridiculous. You will literally put money before your family. You will literally put money before God and in the same breath be asking God to bless you. Why would he bless you when you always put money before him? Why? Some of you indulge in so many things, food included. Obesity is real. Y'all out here participating in gluttony. And it is a sin. Just overindulging in stuff, overindulging in food with no self-control. When you overindulge in something, it shows a lack of self-control. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. And as Christians, we are supposed to have self-control. So yeah, that is why gluttony is a sin. That's why greed is a sin. Again, I'm sorry, I know this is harsh for some of y'all to hear, but it is the truth. Overindulging in food, overindulging in alcohol, overindulging in, in, in weed, like overindulging in pleasing yourself. And you want to overlook that as a sin and focus on other sins and focus on other people's sins, but this is how you're living life? Again, a sin is a sin, y'all. We talked about this. Sin is a sin, so ask yourself, where do you stand? Where do y'all stand? You have to make it clear because not enough people are making it clear. And that's the problem. That's why I have to get on here and have this long episode talking about this. Because y'all are not making it clear where you stand and you're misleading other Christians into unrighteousness. We all should be trying to make heaven together. And because I love you, I want you to make it to heaven with me. I'm getting hot talking about this stuff. My goodness. Lord help me. Sin is sin, and it is wrong. And as Christians, it's time to start defending your religion. It is time to start defending our religion. You look at other religions. They defend what they believe in. They defend their morals. They defend their values. They defend their laws. But Christians always want to compromise. And then you wonder why Christianity is the number one religion that is always mocked. 
the number one religion that people don't take seriously. When you don't even take God seriously, you don't even respect God. You don't take your own religion seriously. You pick and choose which sins you want to speak on, but you want everybody else to respect your religion. You get all hot and bothered when people are out here mocking Christianity. When you're out here literally mocking it with the way you live your life. Some of y'all are only Sunday Christians. You go to church and you're a Christian then, but every other day of the week, you out here just living in the world. Come on, y'all. Ask yourself, where do you stand? And is your stance clear? Is it crystal clear? Are you compromising on what is right or what is wrong? And are you doing this for the sake of loving others? Because if you are, then you are missing the whole point of what love is. You are. And it's honestly so upsetting to see. You can love someone and not agree with their sin. (laughs) After all, there's somebody out here who loves a murderer. There's someone out here who loves a liar. There's someone out here who loves a thief. I bet they don't love what they do, but they still love the person. My My biggest regret from my past is not standing up for what was right and living righteously. You wonder why the younger generation is just so lost out here, especially in churches. You wonder why it's just so lost. Have y'all made it clear where we stand? Have you? Are you guiding and teaching them and showing them how to even live in a society where things are so wishy-washy, where there's so much compromise? Are you even setting a good example for these kids? Let's start there. Let's start there. (laughs) Again, I have engaged in several sinful activities under the sun, but I thank God. Because the minute I really allowed him into my heart, he really started to convict me and clean me up. And I mean rapidly. Rapidly. He did not waste any time. Cleaned me right up. It said, yeah, mm -mm, you can't keep doing that. Mm, Nope, can't do that. Nope, shouldn't be doing that. Many of you know what it feels like to have a friend who loves you, yet talks terribly about you to other people. A friend that loves you, but sides with those who hate you. A friend that loves you, but doesn't stand up for you. These are the people that y'all are calling friends, and you know that they're doing these things to you. But they stick around you because they know that you're always going to be there for them. Yes, some of you have friends like that. I used to have friends like that. I don't anymore, thank God, because discernment is real. But y'all have friends like that. And it makes you feel disrespected, but yet this is how we treat God. We say that we love God, and then we turn around and agree with things that are contradictory to his word. Or we speak against him while asking him to help us. Whenever we need it, it's disrespectful. You wouldn't want somebody to treat you that way, so why do we treat God that way? So ask yourself, where do you stand? And please know that this episode is not to condemn anybody. This is to convict you and encourage you to ask God to help you to walk the path of righteousness. We can't keep living in sin and making an excuse for it because it's convenient for us. Because that's just how we feel. 
We can't keep doing that. We can't keep silent about the things of God out of fear of being canceled. I don't give a crap about cancel culture. I don't care about cancel culture. You only get canceled when you stop speaking. Speak your truth as Christians. You have to be proud about being a Christian. You have to be proud to stand up for the things of God. Look at other religions. They do not shy away from standing up for themselves. So why do we think that we need to do this as Christians? It just doesn't make sense to me. I can't wrap my head about it. I could care less about cancel culture. You can't cancel the word of God. The word of God is written and it's true and it's there and it's going to live on forever. God is eternal. You can't cancel God because he doesn't fit your your um narrative. You're just deceiving yourself if you think so. So, yeah. That's I'm getting to the end of the episode. I said what I said, and I said what God said. Don't be mad at me. Do not be mad at me. Okay? (laughs) Don't be mad at me because God is convicting you. Okay? Don't be mad at me because God is convicting you. Ask him to help you get on the right path. None of this is possible. You cannot clean yourself up without God's help. You cannot overcome sin without the strength of God. You can't do anything without God's strength. Especially when it comes down to lifestyles and the way that you've been living your life for years. Some of it feels like, man, I can't turn my back and, do, and, stop, and just stop doing this now. People are going to look at me at this. Forget what people think. The only person you should care what they think is God. You know? That's what matters at the end of the day. I know how y'all like to go back and forth and tussle with people who don't agree with you. All I'm going to tell you is to take it up with God. Take it up with God, okay? Because <laughs> I don't respond back to negativity. So say what you have to say. Feel how you want to feel, but the truth is going to remain the same. And I'm not going to respond back to ignorance. The Bible is clear about what it says. And it will always be clear. And I want it to always be clear where I stand. And I am standing with God. And I am on God's side. So again, Those scriptures that I listed, the list of sins that I gave, I'm going to give you those scriptures again. Go back and read them because I'm not just pulling this stuff out of nowhere. This stuff is in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19. Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 10. 1 John chapter 3, verses 4. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 20 to 21. Romans chapter 12, verses 11. We have got to get it together. (laughs) The body of Christ has got to get it together. It is embarrassing. I see some of the stuff that happens right now, some of the things that I'm hearing pastors, quote unquote pastors and ministers say, and it is just embarrassing. Embarrassing. Y'all are embarrassing God. Stop it. And stop misleading people. The Bible is the Bible. Sin is sin. And you can overcome sin by inviting Jesus into your heart and repenting and asking him to help you, asking God to be your strength to walk the path of righteousness. That's all I'm going to say for this episode today. But ask yourself, ask yourself, where do you stand? Where, hey, like, hey, self, where do I stand? 
Am I on God's side or am I on the enemy's side? Because I can't be in the middle because to be in the middle is to be spat out. And so that means you're basically in the, on the enemy's side. And if God is going to treat you that way, you're basically on the enemy's side. There is no end between. There is no compromise on the things of God. You cannot stay silent, especially during a time like this. And I refuse to be silent. So that's basically it for today's episode. <laughs> I know that was a lot, but hey, I said what I said, and I meant what I said, and I said what God said. And God meant what he said, so read the Bible, man. Y'all got to read the Bible and read it for what it is. You can't just read it and take what you want and leave the rest. Read it for an entirety. And be careful who y'all listen to. Be very careful of the people that you listen to, the ministers that you listen to. There are a lot of social media ministers. I like to call them motivational speakers. They just like to motivate. They don't be preaching the word. You need you need ministers that are going to preach and pastors that are going to preach the Bible, the scripture, for what it is. Not sugarcoat it, not try to manipulate it, not try to make it fit today's society. We are not going to be liked by the world. It's in the Bible. Jesus was persecuted. Expect to be persecuted. But God will never forsake you in the midst of persecution. That's all. That that's all. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here. Cause I know I done ruff, I done ruffled some feathers. I know I did, but hey, I hope y'all still love me. I hope y'all still continue to support. Um, because you know, the truth has to be said. The truth has to be said. So, you know. Once again, I love you. God loves you. Go out and be great. Go out and be the best that you could be. Set a good example for what Christians are supposed to be. That is my challenge for you today. So, of course, if you are not following us yet on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, make sure that you do hit that follow button at underscore underscore just me and God. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, we are streaming on Apple. We are streaming on Google. We are streaming on Spotify. Make sure that you search Just Me and God, and you will find the platform. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me. If you have not left a rating or a review, go ahead and do that. That pushes the podcast out to more listeners. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button for us, because hitting that like button is what's going to get it pushed out to more viewers. So if you have not yet, you already know what I'm going to say, go ahead and copy the link on whatever platform you're hearing this episode from and share it with one to two people so that they can be blessed, so that they can be encouraged, and so that we can all grow and, you know, be the best that we can be as we take this walk with God. So that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all be great. Love y'all. Bunches. I mean it. Peace.